<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Difficult, disgusting display. Tonight, we got them. Goldie and the Salt. Oh, still making me laugh. Welcome back to a typical disgusting display with Goldie and the Sulk, a podcast for writers by writers who hate writing. We're back, and we're back, as always, with our producer, JC. Hello. Hello. I love it. Anything to get that accent now. We're going to get that every week. Um, and so, Goldie, I see, thank you very much because you... you tactfully took our note from last week and you got you got a light you got a ring light looks good very oh. handsome very handsome yeah i look like a ban roll on deodorant <laughs> first joke of the day first joke of the day oh, right away I, I look like the person who made them realize that chernobyl was going to be a problem <laughs> <laughs> you need danny to say second joke of the day wow on fire from downtown here. <laughs> Uncle Junior Junior. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, Uncle Junior flipping, Junior. I'm flipping the script like Eminem before anyone can get there. I'm just pounding myself. He's already been beat up. No reason to Stop. Him. Stop the fight. Uh, no, you look great. It looks much better. Thank you. Much better. Tall was Thank right. you. It's, I, I feel like a human dental x-ray. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and you know what? It's not helping you out because I got just a little bit of sun yesterday. So I, yeah. I mean, I'm looking like sun-kissed. Yes. And you're very, yeah. very white. You've got a little bit of red in you. A little red, a little, uh, a little tan. I'm trying to blend in with the wood here. JC always looks perfect. Oh, absolutely. Her wow. hair was Thank you. perfect. Yeah. Uh, ooh. <laughs> I think JC. We just Thank caught JC coming out of the shower. Yeah, when I logged onto the Zoom, my oh. my hair was a mess. I know. Look at that. Now your bangs look so just elegant. Kind of just falls into place. Yeah, I it, would it, do it really was a mess, Goldie. I wish you had been there to see it. It was yeah. pretty crazy. If I didn't have kids, I would look that good. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you would have all your hair, yeah. and you would wear it like that. <laughs> a little sweep. <laughs> Maybe some oh. of my clothes wouldn't look like old hotel towels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you look great. Showing a little leg as always, yes. which the fans appreciate, as do we in the yes. studio. Yeah. The which is not a studio, but just our three separate residences very yes. far apart. Yeah. But Goldie, uh, speaking of residences, today, uh, yesterday was a big day in your house. It was your wife's birthday. Ooh, and happy I, birthday. I found this out, like I'm sure many people did, uh, through your 
effusive, glowing post on Instagram it was to her that, that turned, you know, this Larry David type suddenly into Percy Bish Shelley. <laughs> and by the way, he owes me he owes me threepence. Bish better have my money. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm getting the bits out early. Like I didn't think of that in the car earlier. <laughs> Um, but, uh, so yes. So give me the behind the scenes of, okay, it's your wife's birthday. You know, you have to do something on Instagram. Like how did, how did you get there? Well, well, first that was done in a panic at like five twenty when I realized I had neglected to do it oh, in no, the morning. Cause the night before well, I was thinking you got to write the post. You got to. everyone has to now. Everyone. If you're <laughs> you married. Yes. And you don't write that post, you're divorced. Yes, <laughs> yes. And and these posts are analyzed by friends, by your spouses. Firstly, oh, they're analyzed, combed. analyzed. Yeah. And so then, and then are all you know? All your friends are going to be looking, and all her friends are going to be looking. Relatives, so yeah. relatives. Yes. It's because neat- that's going to clue them in. You've got to shower her with birthday texts. Like if you forget to do that, it's not on people's radar. And then the day takes a dark turn for her. No yes. one remembered it's my birthday. Right. No one cares it's my birthday. Yes. You know, I give everyone their likes and their happy birthdays. And so I realized, oh, my God, it's 5 p.m. Because, by the way, I was I had screwed up my engagement so bad. Separate sidebar here. that It's now become this knife to stab me with whenever anything else goes wrong, particularly when there are other couples there. It's like, have we have I told you about the engagement? You know, if, if anyone's giving me any credit at all for anything else, it's like, well, before you, you know, pile the laurels on him, let me just tell you about. A day called our engagement. To her credit, I screwed up. So now... Wait a minute. No, wait a minute. We we need a little bit of that. We need a little bit of how you screwed up the engagement. So I had determined, foolishly, I might add, (laughs) that uh, rather than plan, here's how I'm going to unfurl our engagement, I would, rather than a what, I had uh, based it around the when, that I would do it as the clock turned on the New Year's Eve, so that wherever we were, yeah. she no would remember. What. Every New Year's, it oh, would be the special memory. That's that, like, a great as it idea. Turns a New yeah. Year, you'll remember that this was the the time I just I asked right. you and and to also be it, a life partner. And also, if you guys ultimately didn't work out, you'd be poisoning all of her future <laughs> New Year's, which is well, a New good year's, thing too. New Year sucks anyway. It's, a, yeah, it's an insurance that. policy yeah. for for either way. Okay, but this this is a great idea. The New Year's kiss would be this renewal of the engagement. But what I didn't do was really adequately plan what we would be doing at that moment. Right. So uh, we had gone up to Los Olivos, where we both are fans of the movie Sideways. Beautiful, beautiful up there. There's wine up there. We had a a great dinner at the Hitching Post, which is a restaurant they go to in the movie, and which is great, great restaurant. Sideways, from Sideways. Yeah, the Hitching Post. But also, doesn't that mean, does that mean getting married? The, no, that's the, to get hitched. Hitching post is where you put your horse when you go in and eat. In, that's right. So it's kind of the same times. thing. Kind of <laughs> the same thing. You're keeping a horse in yeah. place. Getting hitched. You're, you have a feed bag and you're... <laughs> just, For life. You're just sustaining yourself so you can do endless work. Right. But, um, so now, but so now, as Greg Allman would say, you're tied to the hitching post. Right. Like, yeah. It's happening there. So, no, no, no. So we're oh, having okay. dinner and there was another couple there. 
Um, oh, that's not we good. Well, we were friends with them, and that was okay. maybe a mistake. That uh, couple's now divorced. Oh. Um, oh right. So my my wife is, you know, we're both drinking very liberally, and, and then the, the friend told my wife, you, you might not want to drink so much because something's going to happen later, which, like, thanks for that, doing that. Thanks. That's, what? what the fuck? That's, so, that's terrible. Thanks. That's so not cool. Then, but, you know, we're up in, in Los Olivos. There's not, like a lot going on at midnight on any night much less new year's and we're staying at a marriott which is a fine hotel but we we stay there together i think at the same time that it's not it's not like the ritz right no right so they had a bar in the basement um I forget what it was called. It was called like Lucky's or something. Uh, it had a horse racing <laughs> theme. Oh god, this is this is you're stepping. It's, great. it's all stepping towards it. Just a so there was a, a local band playing, and it was like uh, I should have just said let's go to our room and had some champagne and flowers or but I'm right. stupid and I didn't do that. No. So I were listening to this local band. I think their name was the Crickets. <laughs> this gets better. And uh, oh the bar was called the Winner's Circle. That's what it was called. Oh yes. <laughs> and oh uh, there's maybe twenty people listening to the crickets. Oh <laughs> yes. they, that's appropriately I think really great. Yeah. Some of their own music. Oh boy! So oh. that's not not it's playing to cricket. So playing then to midnight is coming up, and I got this, I got this ring burning a hole in my pocket. Then you have to make the decision: do I just swallow the ring? Abort. Right. Yeah. Abort then, the plan. But then you go, when when am I going to do it? Next New Year's. Right. And by the way, the ring had been given to me. By her mother to give to her. Yeah. So I had not bought the ring, and the ring had originally been given to her mom by her dad, who was a plastic surgeon, who had taken it in trade for a boob job. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So the ring itself may be cursed. Tainted. Yeah. Oh, my God. Plus, she also knew that it was supposed to be happening. Right, she'd been told, like, don't drink too much. And then, I, of course, I'm acting weird. Like, I act weird anyway most of the time, but then sure. I was acting yes, extra weird. Yes, I can vouch for that. So then it, hit, it hits midnight, and I get down on one knee, and, like, you've seen me. I've cried on this podcast. I'm an emotional yeah. guy. Yes. I had zero composure. I maybe had not planned adequately for the moment. So I'm on one knee on this filthy carpet in the winter circle it's very dark she couldn't even really see what i was doing it looked like maybe oh, i dropped no. something uh and then i she's like kind of looking at me and i'm looking at her and i went uh just say yes stupid why did i say that i didn't say will you marry me like i didn't ask her a question so Wait, that's amazing so oh, she nice. has a point she just I need a, a little more like what what song were the crickets playing? Don't were they remember. Count, were they counting down? Counting I think down. They, they might have been playing uh, some Lang Syne. <laughs> 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 I mean, it was like not. Look, it was not good. So yeah. then the birthdays. Now I'm I'm trying to avoid this story. So each one, I, I plant a flag that's right. readily. Uh, easy to remember, readily identifiable. So in her memory, and she, and publicly available online. Yes. Yes. So remember. in her memory, she can't go. It's the engagement. It's as she's reviewing for some unidentified listener. What a piece of shit I am. 
in her, which, you know, when you're married like twice a year, in general, you or your spouse will unload on a complete stranger just to get it out. And then you're, o- then you're only better. twice. Yeah. Then you're better. But it's a good story. And yeah. so, uh, so like last year it was like the outdoor theater. I bought you a big outdoor flip screen. I got a projector. I had our friends record a little greeting. I showed it on the projector. Oh, we never so used sweet. it again. Yeah. I never used it again, <laughs> but it was still worth it. Right, still and so this it. year was the pizza oven where it was like... Yeah, it's a nice pizza You know, oven. the big guys aren't doing a great job making pizza. We got to do it ourselves. <laughs> right. Yeah, oh, We yeah. got to turn what should be five minutes on the internet into a two-hour <laughs> procedure. <laughs> um, but I will say it was awesome, and it is very easy to make pizza. Um, that's a separate oh, sidebar. But so the post, let's get back to the post, because I know you have yeah. to do the post as well, and you're quite good at it. Yeah. Oh, you thank are. you. Well, as are you. As are yeah, you. I, I read posts. the post yesterday and I was like, w- and we both have to do this. Like, we both yeah. have well, to. Well, we're writers, too. So, it, right. You you can't fall back on, I'm an attorney. What do you want from me? <laughs> That's a good point. Right. That's a good point. Right. No, no, no. We have to do it. We are writers. So, a lot is expected of us. Mm-hmm. But also, at least when I'm doing it, and I, I'm probably, probably when you're doing it, you also have this awareness of I'm thinking of you. I'm thinking of Viner. I'm <laughs> right. thinking of Tom Devani. It's loaded. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. of you know different like yes. Chris Sheridan, like just people who will see this post. Yes. And you have to just plow through it. Like you, you can't let. I think that, they all understand though, right? You, you can. You got to throw in like a little bit, a tiny little joke somewhere, but it ninety plus percent of it has to be you are the best. I would die without you. Thank you for doing everything. Yes. Yes. There's two audiences. It's sort of like in NFL training camp when they run through that thing uh, to not fumble. Like You just have to cling to the ball, run as hard as you can, and get through that thing. But I I have maybe a small solution that would help. Sure. If you just made a random, out-of-nowhere thankful post... No, 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 because then you, you still have to do the birthday and Mother's Day and Thanksgiving. Like you don't get out of those other no, ones. No, I know, Just, but I also don't post on Instagram very much. Less okay. pressure. It's, it's yeah. not what I do. And then, then you also, by the way, finding the picture is itself because I know I I take mostly pictures of my dog. Oh, that's yeah. So cute. <laughs> well, you've had this dog for like a week. Yeah, but it's, he's my so favorite So you can't subject. go back like a month and find a bunch of pictures. Look, you put a pug on the internet, he's, it's going to outperform My Everything. Wife is Awesome. Oh, just take Everything. photos yeah. of her and the pug. I should have. go. That's, that's a good plan. No, that's for next year. But so yeah, but anyway, you, yeah. I, you know, having navigated this post, but it's, I, it just is one of those things where you go like, all right, our dads didn't have to. I know. Do, do I know. this on top of everything else where you go. Because I you can blow you can do everything right and then blow it on the post. I know. And then you're you know I know. But I, should... I know it's yeah, absolutely and JC, I'd like to hear I was just gonna because, ask, Yeah. What does Stu do? Well, yeah. I mean the reason why I suggested the extra post is because he randomly posts like these amazing posts about me. That oh, I don't God. ask. For. I know it's really, it's really tough, yeah. guys. But you know, we don't have kids. It's easier for us to do this. We have more time. Oh my God! You know, like maybe he loves me more than you guys love your no, wife. If I were <laughs> alone, if I were like 
alone 18 hours a day, I could see myself going, I, I, everything's great. He's like, wow. Just yeah. random posts of gratitude to I the mean, earth of like, uh, oh, everything's coming my Right. Coming that, that's, it's definitely written into that equation of yeah. why like, it's unbalanced. Like, just for example, like this morning, uh, one of my kids on the way out the door just fell down. <laughs> like just fell. Right. There was no push. It didn't trip over everything. Just like tumbled over, um. and then like her foot was all messed up, and it was like you're just like just it's like just go to this expensive camp that I'm lucky right. enough to be able to send you to, and get the fuck out of here. But like that now, shit's like I'm not sure I can go. It's like you can't go. What? Would you fall over? What's happening? I just want to sit down and have like 10 minutes to clear my head having like fed you gotten you up like literally putting your shoes on brushing your teeth for you because you, you can't do that yet like i'm still wiping the five-year-old because she's like yeah likes how i do it I, i'm, 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 I'm good camp. at wiping i, I like and, and then you're i'm by the door I, I, I get up i walk the dog at six in the morning because no one else can do that i'm by the door it's just like oh, how did like and, and, and I'm so mad, like by that point, and you're just like, I I well, never fell over. My dad would not have allowed it. There was no you couldn't fall over in my house. There would be a, no tolerance for it. Oh my god. Oh my god. That is great. And and right. she's okay. You would have been though. greeted by by she's a, by a World War II veteran going, get up, <laughs> get up. You get up right now. Do I make myself clear? You are to get up and you are to walk. By the way, I was I was at, at ten. I was biking five miles. Oh no! To some you sound you sound camp. like through through two feet of snow Where they would with send no us shoes out in a in a leaky boat during a storm. And I'm not making any part of this up. I almost got hit by lightning. I was I was sailing once during a tornado. <laughs> There was no adult supervision, and like, meanwhile, I'm like, just. But so, what is your reaction in the moment? Because I can, I know this is what you're thinking. But I, how do you I actually go to the react? other room and I close the door, and I'm like, "What the fuck is happening?" Do <laughs> like, you I really just, do I, that? Oh yeah, I just go to the other room and I close the door and I freak out into a pillow because I. Oh I, my god! And you're it's, like it's, the... it's it's a character deficiency. Like I don't. I look. I would love to be like, hey. Yeah. Oh, are you okay? I, and like, but because I was, you know, raised like, get up, get up. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. The part I can totally of me relate, actually. wants to embrace the role of the compassionate parent. The right. other side wants to wants to embrace the George S. Patton leadership style. So I'm caught yeah. in between, and I have to literally go berserk as my mind is at war with itself. <laughs> oh no. And then I'm just mad at myself because I don't know what to do. No, yeah. see, I mean, I and I, I'm worse by the way because it sounds like you get yourself there, but I'm the instant coddler because my mom, you know, every if I had if I had even looked like I was going to fall down, she would have kept me out of school. You but know, do you feel good about your decision to just go with it, or are you? Is there internal torment of I'm handling? Well, this wrong? the the tor the torment mm -hmm. is because. Tall has like the perfect mixture. Like she has what goes on in your head, but it doesn't affect her the way that it affects right. you. So like in the moment, she can make a snap decision. Is this something to say, get up, brush yourself off, come on? Or is this something to coddle instantly? And she always makes the right decision. Whereas my decision for everything is coddle, 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 coddle. Right. But at least if you do, if you know that you're always doing that, 
then you're just staying the course. Because what I do is inconsistent. I see both, take right. one instantly, am mad at myself that I took the wrong one, and then I'm having the whole debate about how terrible a parent I am in my head, but being mad right. at the child who has fallen <laughs> for thrusting me into this position that I'm incapable of handling. Right. And so I'm mad at them for yes. making me mad at me. Whereas like looking at JC, the ultimate scenario would just be nothing happened. And I was just sitting there the whole time. <laughs> right. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Causing none of this to happen. Yes. If you could, and Dr. I was Strange. never in this spiral because I was just going like, Clicking on Yahoo, going yeah. like, oh my god, you know, god. photo you, of. Uh, are you still on Yahoo? Well, wait, aren't you no, on Hotmail? I have a, well, yeah, I like Hotmail. Yeah, I do. Yes, I'm on Hotmail. Yes, I know. I get so, a lot of shit about that. But have you ever asked them if they actually care about the post? I wouldn't dare. Oh, really? Oh no, but they. But doesn't but they do. Steph's, does Steph say something like she always says like a thank you and gives you a kiss or the post like I saw your post so nice like something like that? Oh, she yeah, of course. Okay, yeah. so look, yes. look. I mean, here's the dark secret: is I kind of wait for the post about me. Okay, oh, okay, that's fair. <laughs> that's so when sweet. I see the post about me, am I like cool? Am I checking up periodically to see who liked it and what the comments were? Okay, yeah, that's of course. true. That's a good point. That's right, a very of good course. Point. Like of I course. might need it more than she does. <laughs> Right. Okay, no, that's, that's, down. that's not a that's dark secret. Fair. I mean, yeah. that's just truth. That's yeah. hashtag right. truth yeah. from Goldie. <laughs> I mean, because if you're in a couple and then you start not doing that post, it's over. Oh, death. <laughs> death. And that's you so can sad. judge. You can look and see like how, I mean, in your mind, you project like what's going on in a couple based on, is that a, like a, a pretty sparse post this year you know yeah. and then some people <laughs> go way point. over the top some people have their own shorthand and they're like kind of proud of it and you can tell they're still like totally good but yeah. then yeah sometimes you know you just look and you start to see these weird cracks and fissures and i'm sure people with kids my the more it's there. the more it's just about how the how good a parent they are right right that's easy no, no bueno for the uh, romance. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You right. need a little one-to-one yeah. compliments as opposed to like this guy is a great daddy, um, <laughs> a great cheerleader for our son. You know, a great. It, you yeah. need like yeah, and I like, love you more than ever. He's, a, he's become sexless to me. <laughs> yeah, right. No. He is. He is a blob who hovers over my children. <laughs> <laughs> basically it your post was you had a, a little joke post. in your post that was yes. funny i forget what it was sincere my... i i said that she's sort of you know i praised her her sort of diligence with the kids right and keeping oh, oh. us in check Kiss with her death. balance of love creativity resourcefulness and and just a hint of potential rage that keeps yes. us all in line perfect because it's that's probably great. true because we all great. have well, that i mean the, the the secret is like i'm the, 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 i'm way worse with rage yeah right. well we always project onto our partners the things that we don't like about ourselves. well i see and i mean because i view the world through this dr john sarno prism that like every problem with everyone is repressed rage and including yeah. myself in that oh, and it's, it's not a criticism it's the truth it's like we are all forced to do things we don't want to do we're secretly angry about it yes we have rage we can't express so we have back pain our necks hurt 
we have arthritis. Oh, right. This was fibromyalgia, all yeah. these things. And I will tell you, I've cured myself of back pain through these techniques. Just throwing right. out there for the podcast. Yeah. I, could, wow. I could do a podcast about We're that starting, separately. We're starting to take a Joe Rogan-esque turn here. <laughs> well, I am bald. I mean, you just look at us. We're interchangeable. Yeah, he's the king. He's the king. By the way, he says less than I do on the podcast and is somehow like a million times more popular. You just go, here's Joe Rogan in the little I've listened to him. Does wow. he, have, does he wow. interview people? Really? <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> so, when did that happen? <laughs> oh. By the way, he's, he's having a conversation, as Peter LaSalle would say. It's a conversation. I mean, like when we're trying to break into this whole podcast thing, and you go, well, he's the most popular one, and then... He is. I mean, this is the problem with life, though, is I just always feel like I have to put on this fireworks show, and of course, you know, no one enjoys it. But then Everyone the, the secret is the restraint of being able to go like, you did? <laughs> know, right? Was that 1997 or 99? <laughs> I went to one of their shows. Yeah, it was good. He's, he is very calm and chill on the mic. I've noticed that. He gets close and he says, yeah. So um, there's, they just because they found a black hole, didn't they? You well, know, it would be that kind of stuff. I think, you know, with podcasts, it's so all about audio so if it's yes. a soothing thing that's happening yeah yeah and he's he's got a soothing voice i didn't that's get what... that message you mean you shouldn't just start screaming <laughs> screaming like minutes a as, an orangutan as, as something else occurs to you <laughs> a howler monkey sam harris um, has a voice like that have you guys listened to sam harris no but i like no. his sort of yeah deal yeah no, I don't know who that is. He's an atheist. He's God just, bless him. He's, and he meditates. Yeah, oh, exactly. Good, he believes in something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just wanted to say before we left the post thing, like I, I, your joke made me laugh. And the little jokes that I put in Tall's posts are when I do her birthday post, I'll put up like seven pictures like you have to. And then, like, the number six or five picture is a picture of the mom from the Karate Kid because they look <laughs> so oh. much alike. And nobody what? noticed their comments. I've never noticed that. I've noticed yeah. that. What? Yeah, like, it, it's, I always put this woman and she's, like, carrying her groceries, like, coming into the thing. And, like, it's just. <laughs> their backstories are the same. They're both I know, from New coming Jersey. from Jersey to California. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God, but that's, yeah, I, I enjoy that. I, it, the longer it goes with nobody commenting on it, it's somehow funnier to me. Does she tell you she appreciates it or she just lets it go and the picture? Don't talk about it? Yeah, the post. The entire post? When you do the post, yeah. is she like, hey, great oh, she, post, thank you for the post, or is it sort of like never talked about and just like, no, okay, no, 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 no. no, she says, Hey, great post. Thanks for the post. And, and there were years past, like, you know, five or six years ago where, you know, we weren't quite in as good a place. Yeah. And it's some of the posts were much more like the ones we were talking about earlier, where you look at them and go, fuck. Yeah. And so that happened one year. Everyone with... happy birthday to her. <laughs> great lady. You're great done. La great You're done. lady. Heck of a Have gal. a great day. <laughs> yeah. This, this broad's turning 41. <laughs> Say goodbye to half your stuff. <laughs> yeah, Bye. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, there was a Mother's Day um, when, you know, Levy was first born. And, and just, you go, you go nuts, obviously. I did. I, that was my period of like going in another room and screaming. Like when Levy was a tiny baby, I was just not at all equipped for that. I was yeah, not one of those dads. Yeah, you were losing it. 
I was not one of those dads who was like, ah, look at this. I was just like, I just was vibrating with anxiety. Of course. And uh, so the the Mother's Day that year, we had a bad day. Like she wanted to take Levy, who's, you know, not yet one, to the beach on Mother's Day Sunday. And I was just like, I don't want to go to the beach. So I I begged off and it became a huge thing. Obviously, I was wrong. I should have just gone to the beach. Oh, my God. Well, that's your that's your engagement. Right, and that, oh, and, yeah. she, and that, and the first Mother's Day, I know. All Whoa, I wanted the first one. was to go She's to the 100% beach. hundred percent right. And the by the way, the beach is a hundred feet from your house. You think that's my engagement, buddy? I got a six pack of those stories. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, and by the way, I will put part of this off on body shame. I hate going to the beach. I have oh. major body shame. You have I don't, a beautiful body. It's not. <laughs> I've it's never not seen a beautiful it, so body. It's uh, it's like it's, a it's it's, it's like a British horror movie when I take my shirt <laughs> off. It's terrible. Um, and my dad, by the way, it's all heading in the wrong direction. It's oh. very very scary. <laughs> that 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 canary in the coal mine is is terrible. I wouldn't create. I wouldn't compare you to an eighty year old with MS. Well, but he's my he's my dad. I, I look just like him. Honestly, like he looked like this at my age. So oh, it's wow. all a coming. But yes, yeah, so I wrecked that Mother's Day. And that Mother's Day, I remember, you have to write a post, at least I do, to my own mother, who is on Instagram. And, oh. you know, oh, we see, I don't a, do that. Great, we have a great relationship. So I don't do that. I, I mean, not out of, I just, it, it, it's too much. I know. I it's know, but much. I mean, I, ha- I have to do that. I, okay. I also yeah. have to do that. Okay. okay. So I write a post to my mom, which is like very excited and upbeat. And then my post to Tal was tonally not. <laughs> And so that was just, that was a huge misfire on a day that I, see, there's two in the six pack already in one day. Mother's Day. This is a little window into, into being uh, my partner. My, My mom was on Instagram and then her account was hacked and she... Did you hack it? No, but she said, um, you know, I'm just going to let them have it. They're using it more than I am. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's funny. Wait, so her account really was hacked? Yeah. It's I, like, I mean, you just it's someone with, like, I think maybe I was the only follower. Like, it was, right. you know, right. she wasn't real savvy about somebody, it. A real power grab of somebody to get all those followers. Yeah, so, I don't know. Anyway, that was a very thorough. For everyone thir- out there who's married, yeah. uh, oh, male good, or female, more. it's like just do this post. Try to get control of your emotions if you can, and, and if you can't control them, just acknowledge the lack of control and allow yourself the thought that like it'll it'll change back, and you'll be glad. You'll be calm again. You'll be glad for having done the post. Yep, it's very simple. It, yes. it yeah, it's very right. important to who you're <sighs> with. God. Yeah. So, so regardless of your feelings about it, and I've, you know, you can tell the years like this year felt genuine. Like I, I yeah, genuinely was grateful. My wife yes. like really stepped up this year. Good. Here come the tears. This year <laughs> sucked. It was extraordinarily difficult. Yep. We almost split apart a couple times. I'm so glad she's in my life. Aww. She was only 15. You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. This is how you deal with emotions. His, Michael Caine. His shall, voice uh, has gotten shall, deeper with the shall, bodies. And shall the I prepare the Batmobile, Master Bruce? That's exactly what I don't do. <laughs> no, you see, that would be good on spitting image, uh, which of course you weren't on. I was on for five years. You're floundering. You're panicking. You're panicking. <laughs> yeah, you're, you've hit the nuclear button. <laughs> where, where it goes 
qu- quoting the trip, which is one of our yeah. favorite movies. If you want to hear two guys with actual real rapport, oh my god, just are endlessly entertaining. Yeah. I mean, that's what we aspire to be. I know that's, that's what we, you actually proposed doing, like a version of that when you knew you were going to drive back across country. Yeah, um, it didn't it didn't wake out, but no, I was too busy shitting in a bucket. In your <laughs> that's right, you're shitting in the truck. <laughs> Um, well, that was a very thorough uh, retelling of that event. And also, you know what? Some great advice there at the end. You may keep a few relationships together. We may be in the wrong racket. Maybe yeah. it's love line for the we three could, of us. We could do an episode. <laughs> Take over for that uh, Drew Pinsky fellow who went crazy. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. The, he was yeah. something politically weird with him. Oh. All right. But you know what? Let's hop into our favorite segment Oof. of the show. Here come Johnny Jokes. Oh, I love the energy there. Uh, now, this is the portion of the show where we, uh, Goldie and I, uh, spend some time writing some Johnny Carson-style monologue jokes. We started in Late Night. Of course, Johnny was the king of Late Night, so these were kind of the some of the jokes that we used to write when we were starting out. I'll nail that intro one day. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. I'll, I'll start us off as usual. <clears throat> Uh, the Pacific Northwest is experiencing a record heat wave uh, with temperatures exceeding 100 degrees. Uh, doctors are warning residents to stay indoors or they may develop Yakima grunge on their Puget. <laughs> I'm just throwing out the words to start with. Three left turns. <laughs> uh, joke writing 101. He's got the touch. Okay. Uh, maybe you heard this one, Goldie, JC. Uh, a recent study found zero, that's right, zero tuna DNA in the Subway tuna sandwich. Oh, no. A, a spokesman for Subway responded, uh, did we say tuna? We meant tunish. ish <laughs> okay. I, I couldn't get the last one. I feel like then. the setup was almost funnier <laughs> than the punchline. <laughs> That's always the goal. Yeah. Johnny used that, to do great that a setup. Lot. Great, great setup. <laughs> World class setup. Yeah. All right. That'll get us somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's just about the setup. Okay. <clears throat> I changed the order order of these at the last moment. Let's see how it goes. Uh, a California man has been arrested for stealing forty-two thousand pounds of pistachios. Uh, authorities say the man was caught red-handed. They're not red anymore. I, and I, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit like just apparently sort of salts. The, I'm the salting the was... earth a little bit because I have the same setup. <laughs> apparently the case was easy to crack. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that was what I would have tagged it with had there not been deafening yeah. silence after the original punchline. And line. I didn't hit the moving on because I, I kind of liked no. it. I would yeah, say... Thank you. Thank well, you. you don't have I'm to gonna... stifle your laughter, JC. I, I would say fly. The, the, don't the don't case... be scared of Goldie. The case will will be easy to crack until suddenly it isn't. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's good. That's funny. Okay, last one. And then Goldie, you're up. <clears throat> uh, it, it was announced earlier this week that Steven Spielberg is partnering with Netflix. Uh, uh, Schindler's List and Chill, anyone? <laughs> 
I knew to put that great. Wow. Okay, thank you. I'm not that insane. That's a home run. All right, thank you. <laughs> uh, that's All impossible right. to follow. No, no, please. Remember my first three. Yeah. Tune-ish. Well, I mean, this is because I now have the same setup. I'm just going to do it. I, I think it's it's illustrative of just the different ways you can go with different setup. Yeah, great, and sort of, of course. The challenges of finding a decent And by joke. the way, it'll be better, so <clears throat> don't worry. <clears throat> a thief in California stole 42,000 pounds worth of pistachios. Boy, his fingernails are going to be messed up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's He's got to crack them all. I know. Yeah. I can, you could picture just injuring your finger. Yeah. That's good. <clears throat> well, uh, the value of Bitcoin has now tumbled below $30,000. Yeah. <laughs> It's not even worth the paper it isn't printed on. <laughs> I love that. That's great. I love you. You're kind of like a Bitcoin bit. Yeah, guy. there's certain things. And, and you'll see in, in a couple of jokes now that like having established a sort of meme of someone, I will now go back and call them back. Is over the course of weeks. I love we that. Develop and, a and Johnny would do that. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's coming. Virgin Galactic has been given the green light by the FAA to fly into space. That's exciting. So soon you'll be able to buy a ticket, launch yourself into the heavens, and fight a billionaire for the armrest. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. I love it. A small love detail it. there. Okay. And here we go to the thing I alluded to earlier, circling sure. back around to punch someone in the dick again. Okay. <laughs> A British newspaper has exposed Vladimir Putin's secret torture dungeon. Yeah, there are uh, handcuffs, electric chairs, and penis clamps. <laughs> Witnesses say it's a horrific scene that can only be described as Army Hammer's bedroom. Because <laughs> remember, we said he was kind of a cannibal. Yes. yes. Uh, yes. Weeks we ago, it, we and now we're saying again he's just reminding. Uh, Reminding, reminding people he's a monster. Yeah, yeah, for laughs. I, and then, then this is where you, you know this is, and it starts right now. Where you just, I'm about to go directly into the ocean. I, I am here head for first it. at high That's speed. That's when Johnny was funniest. Yeah, because we got to honor not, that part of him. This is just not as good. Uh, next week, Donald Trump is starting his rallies again. Yeah, he's a. Uh, Says he's excited to have a forum to talk about the issues bothering real Americans, like how toilets don't flush hard enough and Rosie O'Donnell was once very unfair to him in 1998. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> oh. I just love watching you go through that marathon. You know what it was? It's it's like you you you, you bench press 125 pounds. So you add five more pounds, and then you can't lift anything. That's You're what right. that was. <laughs> I was just, I got it's so like the longer so, as it got, as it went on longer, it yes, became harder. As we hit Rosie redeem. O'Donnell, I was like, "Wow, it's still going." Oh. Uh, no, but, but your face was the best. Part. Swimming in marshmallow. <laughs> your jokes are amazing. Is that the closer? Oh yeah. <laughs> what a closer. Uh, that's still, 
it's very fun. For anyone it's watching, I'm dancing how Craig Kilborn used to dance, which was yeah. he, he would just make sort of an airplane. Yeah. And that was, I believe, the original promos for the show were sort of him spinning in like a feathers kind of snowing down on him environment. Yeah. Mm. Shining like the, shone like the sun, did our Craig. It's sort of, that. that's a good segue to, to our topic, man. It is. Yeah. Hello. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello? Oh, yeah, so for those of you at home, we just took a pee break, and uh, <laughs> my, my wife bought me all this new underwear for Father's Day. And uh, it's, you know, it's like the guy she wants me to be underwear, where it's like kind of tight fitting. Like, boxer briefs? Sh- short boxer briefs. Yeah. But, oh, but they're, they're like, like they're colorful and oh. it, it, it's just, it, you know, the whole thing is a dog and pony show. But what I've noticed now, because I've started to wear them to like please her, yes. it doesn't have a piss flap. So what? I'm like, when I, go, when I go to pee, I'm like a, a seven-year-old with my shorts and underwear <laughs> down around my ankles, like, <laughs> like I've never know. once used the pee flap. No, in my life, really. Yeah, that's what it's there for, Johnny. It's a modern convenience. Well, I, I understand what it's there yeah. for. I didn't think there's just a hole by your dick and look at it and go, well, "What's going on here?" Well, so I'm I'm stepping into your world then, apparently, because now I'm you know I feel like a toddler. Like pissing without the pee hole. I don't know. It was a weird experience. But we were segueing uh, before. We were talking about Craig Kilborn, and that takes us into today's theme, uh, which is moving to L.A. Because, of course, both Goldie and I did move to L.A. to work for Craig Kilborn. Um, and as a but, writer, if you want to do this, you're going to have to, right? Yes. We're saying I, that. We're calling I it. think that's our that's the prevailing theory and I and I agree with it. And I think that there you know, there's a certain amount of work in New York, but it's it's kind of specific. And it's not, you know, it's just like if you want to be uh, an oil man, you move to Texas, I guess. I don't know. I guess that's all <laughs> over. That's a terrible analogy. But <laughs> think of some business that's centered somewhere. Entertainment is centered in Los Angeles. You like, want to yeah. you want to be a lobsterman. You're in Maine. Oh, there exactly. you go. There you go. Nice. That's okay. a regional regional specific occupation that I right. could not come up with because I was thinking about not having a pee flap in my underwear. <laughs> um, but moving to LA isn't. I mean, it's a very it, it's sort of intimidating when you you haven't lived there or you haven't really been there probably. And you head out and you have this expectation. The first lie about L.A. for me is that there's anything to do 
There's nothing. <laughs> right. I mean, like you. Well, can you said live... you hate the beach already. I hate so, the, like, I hate. I the love beach. the beach. Right. So already. Okay. The, be- the beach is a thing to do if you like the beach. I'll concede that. The beach I don't is like the beach. Divisive. Divisive in this show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, it's where the Hatfields and the McCoys. Um, but there's nothing to do. Like when people come and say, like, your friends would come visit and say, like, hey, show me around. What do you do? There's nothing. It's like the Walk of Fame is so lame. Yeah. There, there's no central thing to like go to. You can take them to LACMA or Getty, but who, the, who wants to go to a museum in LA? Like it's right. not what right. you're there to do. You, they have this idea that you're gonna take them, like, and they're gonna be movie stars everywhere, or that there's some incredibly fun central location of Hollywood or that's Los Angeles point. that's like this interesting thing, and and there isn't. There's well, nothing. you always, I always feel bad when you have to go to Hollywood for some reason. And then you see, you know, Polish tourists who clearly had it in their head, like, I'm going to Hollywood. Yes. And then they, <laughs> oh, shit. then they, you know, book remotely some Ramada, which is horrifying. Yeah. And, and you can and, like, tell Florence. they're stuck there for nine days as they walk around two square blocks and see stars in the ground for, you know, like Arthur Godfrey. Yeah, no, but it's not even that. It's like Tyson Robard, silent right. film star. You're like, I've never heard that name in my life. <laughs> I, I don't know. Same. That's... No, that's a made up name. And someone oh. in a in a dirty <laughs> Spider-Man costume accosts them for five dollars to get a right. picture. Like oh, the right. actual Hollywood is if you've never been Square. here. It's gross. It's no, but worse Times, than Times Square. Times Square oh, yeah. is actually way better than Whoa. Hollywood, the, the you know, Hollywood Boulevard area. Wow. I would say. I had no idea. But I mean, yeah. had you been here before you moved here and got that? So yeah, that's a good question. I was here once, very Joe Rogan style question. I like Thank it. Thank you. Um, hey, hang on. So <laughs> had you uh, been to LA before you moved there? <laughs> we someone, gotta... someone give me a billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> We're starting a beef with Joe Rogan. It's great. Love, yeah, it's there's right. no it's beef. Great. He's he's won. <laughs> yeah, I know. He, he doesn't want any of this smoke. I'm sticking with Johnny. I don't know. He doesn't want these hands. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so when I I had actually been to L.A., but it was really Santa Monica. I didn't know the difference back then. A spring break of my junior year in college and it's sort of an interesting story my my family is somehow family friends with jimmy burroughs the the sort of galactically famous tv director who directed the pilot of you know cheers and he friends and he, he taxi he did like all the greatest shows so this was when Friends had just started. They were in season one. Oh. And, you know, your mom sets up a meeting for you. It's like, right. you got to meet Jimmy Burroughs. You know, like, he's a family friend. Just and get just get in, you know, have a little a bit teenager? of his time. You were a teenager? What's that? You I'm, were a teenager. I'm 20. Okay. And had, I'm t- what's the nature of the family friendship? Is he from Massachusetts or something? Or their, their I think, parents yeah, it's sort of, I think it's the sort of the Boston Jewish scene. Like, okay. my grandparents and his parents were friendly and and my mom and he knew each other growing up somehow like even just slightly so it was the most tenuous of connections that of course like nine phone calls were made to sort of set this up so here's here's what i think it is your mom he remembers how hot your mom was so he agreed to meet you that's possible (laughs) yeah 
Is that I think a, that's is that probable. True? Yeah. Your mom was hot. My mom was pretty hot back in the... Is. In, Can we ooh, talk in the present she, tense? Oh, yes, she so is. Sweet. That's very nice of you to say. Yes, she's beautiful always, always. <laughs> but yes, I mean, let's be honest, like in, in a 57 Chevy... There's nobody hotter. had bar stool existed in 1948 she could have been a local smoke show there you go <laughs> she was seven then gold she was only seven years old in her one only, piece at revere beach a one piece a tasteful one piece oh god those the women had an honest look to them back then um but yes yeah, so somehow miraculously this meeting is set up and I'm an idiot because at 20 I just did not know what a big deal that was like I knew that he was this famous director but I didn't understand because I hadn't worked in Hollywood for years and years to know how people would die to have a meeting with him it's not just every day that this would happen so anyway I go to where they're shooting friends I don't even remember what lot that was WB, I don't know right probably Isn't that where the fountain is and they dance in front of the fountain oh. yeah, that's probably right you're probably right Smart. but so i went to the warner brothers lot i'm in there watching them rehearse you know they're doing it and he's Season directing one. them wow. and i'm sitting in the you know where the audience sits but there's no audience yet it's just me wow um and i think my college girlfriend was with me which is another story but <laughs> so anyway uh he you know, came one break, came up to the edge of the seats. I'm in like the front row of seats, so I'm leaning down, and he's kind of standing below. And he's a very soft spoken guy, kind of talks like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and he, so he was like, Oh, yeah, you're, uh, you're uh, George Kaplan's grandson. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Yes, uh, yeah, uh, I just, I'm, I'm thinking about making a career, you know, out here in Los Angeles. Is there any advice you can give me I, I don't remember exactly how the conversation went down but that was the substance of it and he just said to me he goes oh well you just gotta get your foot in the door and then the bell rang and he I never saw him again no way. <laughs> yeah that was it so like it was so fast so that kind of takes away from the hotness theory it, it might have been something that we, somebody twisted his arm to do this like some older relative had right. guilted him into this moment and he was getting out of it as quickly as possible and then a, a fun side note of that is as we were leaving literally right outside the friend studio, all the cast, uh, guys cast in, in ER were playing pickup oh. basketball right there. So I was like watching like George Clooney and Noah Wiley and Eric LaSalle were all like going hard at it. It was kind of cool. That's awesome. Um, but nothing, obviously nothing came of that, the Jimmy Burroughs thing, but yeah, he was you did right. it on your own. He was right. But now you're asked that. for those meetings, I imagine. Well, it's not so much, it's more like people thank God nobody meets face to face anymore. Even before the pandemic, it's all email. And can you read this? That's mostly what it is. It's I've, like, can, I've can talked like three people out of doing this as a career. Wow. Yeah. How, what, what, I tell what? people don't send them to me unless you want them to not do it. Right. <laughs> but, but you do account for like being struck by a bolt out of the blue of like with reading a great script and saying, yes, come out here. Has well, that I mean, the, the, it's sort of a test because the thing is, I tell them not to do it. And if they still do it, then they should be doing it. Right. But if all it Good took point. was some random bald guy going like, I don't know, it's pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. Then they shouldn't be doing it because there's too much rejection and it yeah. wouldn't yeah. have worked. Yep. You're right. That's I a do good the point. same thing with audio. When people come to me and they're like, hey, my son, he's 17. He wants to get into audio. And I just say, well... Tell him if he wants to 
not be acknowledged for the rest of his career, <laughs> then this is the career for him. <laughs> JC, you're here on camera right now. No, I know, but that's what you say. To you're in the them. center square. <laughs> no, not for me. Oh. I you're didn't realize the, it was different. You're in the, you're in the center square for me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, that sucks. <laughs> so when you came out here, though, for, for Kilborn... Yeah. I mean, I, and I think maybe we were kind of similar in that my life had been so bad before I got that job that when I got this job, I was instantly, I'd made $14,000 the year before and I was living in New York and I lived on that wow. and it was yeah. miserable. It was almost impossible. But so when I came out here, I instantly had an income above six figures. Yeah. And amazing. I maybe had the opposite reaction. I've been living in New York and everything was so dirty and roommates and so difficult that like the fact that I was able to just get an apartment by myself and buy a the bed and it was sunny amazing. every day. Yes. So I would say that, you know, one thing I would say to people is if, you know, if you can come out here with a job. Yeah, I agree. Yes. Well, then you'll is... be you'll be like royalty. You won't yes. believe how great it is because it's better than living anywhere else. The day to day living of it is it's hard to argue with that. You don't deal with the rain that you get everywhere else, the cold you get everywhere else. Like every day is pretty nice and sunny. You have yeah. that kind of smog thing, which is annoying, but you can get past that, and it doesn't yeah. end up like affecting your life as much as you think when you hear the word smog like in other yeah. cities it's just like seems like hazy sometimes but uh, so that's that said keep those factories churning out whatever they're churning out okay as there's no problems uh but yeah you're you're right coming out to we both came out to LA with a job which I think is relatively rare so when we came out there's a euphoria, like you said, of like, oh my God, I'm making actual money now and I can live in my own, you know, apartment and holy shit, you know, it's so warm. I mean, <laughs> Brody Stevens, we've talked about him a lot. What he said yeah. to me was, he goes, you know what, Sharp, if I'm hungry and I see a sandwich, I can buy that sandwich. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that to That's me was true. the difference between my old life where it was like, I literally would walk by places in New York and go, yeah. you know, I really want a roast beef sandwich, but I should just eat whatever crap is in my yeah, apartment. Totally. I can't, I can't handle the eleven dollar hit right now. I know, yeah. I know. And and I, when I was living in New York and making no money as well, I used to go to a, a noodle shop and they would have a one dollar hot and sour soup special for lunch, and you could get the crackling noodles with it. Yeah. And I'm like that's. I did that like five days a week. Yep. I was, my shit was on fire for a while. <laughs> the hot and sour soup, not handling it well. Um, but a, another uh, thing to talk about is just that a, a lot of people are going to come out looking for jobs. So they're not, they're going to be in the same financial situation where they're living week to week, not bringing in a lot of money. And then what do you do in LA? Because people do that. And there are places. One of the advantages of L.A. is that places to live are abundant because there are people whose dreams are dying every day and they're moving out of their apartments like they're leaving L.A. So when you come to L.A., there there's no shortage of apartments. It's not like San Francisco where you can't find a place to live there. You can live spread out over a, a very large area. Now, Goldie, do you, 
to my mind, and I know we, we have different feelings on this, like I loved living in mid-city because it was just so close to Family Guy and everything I usually needed to do. But if someone's come in L.A., I mean, can they, are they destined to be at uh, Park La Brea or? I lived in Park La Brea, which uh, was weird. But um, yeah. I, I mean, there's what a few different things to unpack with what you said, because, you know, if you're coming with a job, then you don't really need our advice because you'll right. have some money and you can just do whatever. But if you're coming without a job, you know, and I know this is assistant pay is a big issue now. And the, the cost of living has gone up since since we were here. Sure. Certainly. And, you know, especially within Hollywood circles, you know, people say I can't even afford the, the median cost of an apartment or whatever. And I'll say, what about like, hopefully that, that whatever. All right, okay. Uh, hopefully that changes, but you know, I also think that figuring that stuff out is part of this. Having unfortunately, yes, yeah. That you know, at one I point agree. I had a billion roommates, and that's a separate episode. But right, uh, uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're right. gonna have to find a room, and your living situation is not gonna be great, and right. you're gonna have maybe a mattress. An air mattress, as I had even my first eight months here, because there was a whole thing with the shipping and the beds didn't come in. But <laughs> but that's part of it. Like, you've got to mentally prepare for a not great living situation right. if you have yeah. no job. And, and But there do exist, I think, these things that when we were coming up did not exist, like driving an Uber or delivering for DoorDash or working right. for Instacart, that it seems as though, and maybe I'm naive, that they're looking for people all the time but that you don't have to you know look at one ads and find a classified and go in for an interview and fill out an right. application that there are forms of employment that are a little more um it's interesting though that you bring that up the uh, specifically because you brought up uh uber and instacart if you're moving to la and your first job it requires you to drive over all over LA. Like that's a challenge. Like, and you can sure. be up for that challenge. Like, of course, with GPS today, everybody can kind of drive everywhere. Right. But it's LA. That do not underestimate how shitty it is to drive around oh, yeah. in LA. It's terrible because we thought we had it bad growing up in Boston, and I'm sure the the Bay Area was a nightmare. Yeah. Their traffic is really bad, but yeah. it's nothing. It's nothing compared to LA. Well, like when I first got here, so, you know, I got the job on Kilbourne. They were like, come out here. I had all sorts of credit card debt, but I, you know, put my flight on Continental Airlines on my credit card. And I landed at LAX. Uh, there, this was pre-GPS. So my friend had a place in Studio City, which I didn't know. I had some shitty handwritten directions I had taken down. And I, I rented a car and... Um, they they didn't have a car I wanted, so they gave me an SUV. And I had been living in New York; I'd oh. not driven in uh, in about thirteen years. Yeah. Oh. And so he said, you know, just take the four hundred five up to the one hundred one. Oh, in, no. in retrospect, so I got on the four hundred five, and I was so broke at that point; I didn't even own sunglasses. And it was so bright; the light quality out here is really different. It is really bright. So it was so bright and there was so much traffic that I just had a panic attack and instantly yes. 
pulled into the breakdown lane and had a literal breakdown and just started Aww. crying because I was so overwhelmed because yeah. also the car was bigger. I had grown up driving a Ford Escort, which was right. oh. the worst car ever. So yeah. I, I will say, yeah, it is shocking how shocking how hard it is to drive out here. That is so fun. Just to, get, to just to get sent to the 405 right away. Because yeah. to me, you just named... The 405 to me is worse than any of them. Worse than the 10. I worse, still to this day. Worse than the 5. Avoid it. Yes. The 405 is not to be trifled with. Um, and then we we lived through, what was it, Carmageddon? <laughs> you remember that? that? Yes. That w- weird thing where they closed the 405 for a day. I, I don't know. Oh. It, it, but it's it's crazy driving out there. It's it's. It's a beautiful, you know, L.A. can be beautiful. There are a ton of great restaurants. You have to basically drive everywhere. But it's it's tough when you first come to know where to be. Uh, you well, know, I will hopefully... say that that first night, because I knew you, right? Like, yeah. I don't know who you knew coming out, but I knew you. Yeah. So I, I don't know if you'll remember this, but my so my first night out here, I, I drove to my friend's house. I managed to get there. And then <laughs> he said, you know, meet me at Barney's Beanery. <laughs> which is this place it's yeah. sort of well known in LA and I've never been there since my first night I went my right. first night and never again but we were at Barney's Beanery and we had a good time and then yeah. then we moved to Coolio's old house what? where right. John Viner was staying right and, and my first night in LA I went to Barney's Beanery. I was like, this is amazing. Yep. They have an eight-page menu. <laughs> I remember being really impressed by that. As though that's the sign of a good restaurant that you can order right. anything. And it's all the same quality because we do everything well. Which is right. like, of course, they do nothing well. Yeah, it's the uh, calendars. And then curse. nothing can be fresh. And, and, no. and from there, it was like, we went to Coolio's old house. Yes. And, you know, it, it's got a pool and everything. And I had been so broke in L.A. and... In New York, I'm sorry. And everything was so miserable that it was like the three of us, me, you, and Viner, were sitting in Coolio's old house. And I was like, oh, my God, we have done it. (laughs) We've beaten the system. But in a way... Where Coolio was (laughs) a year ago. But you were kind of right. I still feel I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's funny because you mentioned that house. That that used to be... It was Coolio's house. And then it was our friend Billy Kimball's house. And he used to run uh, Kilborn. He was the EP there, and uh, then he he li- let Viner live there with him, or I can't remember was he still there? He was house I don't sitting or something. Billy wasn't there when I went, right? Because I Viner was there by himself. God, that house! It, so many memories in that house, and Viner always talks about how he should have bought that house. That if was you're a 30 mistake. and a house has a pool table and a pool, oh, yes, wow, and you walk in. You're blown away. Yeah, and I would still be kind of blown away, and just blown, just generally. (laughs) If that's your house, (laughs) that's just nonstop. Um, So anyway, the three three of us were there with no women, Uh, (laughs) just getting blown. (laughs) It was great, man. Showing our we work out three days a week bodies. Oh, (laughs) not even. Zero, but that zero. was my first night out here. Uh, Amazing, and, and awesome. so I, you know, I knew my life had changed for the better, for sure. Yeah. But it's I. I would also say that just being out here, I mean, even if you were delivering for Instacart, like you would probably end up delivering for a celebrity at some point. Like you would actually be in touch with 
some aspect of what you're seeking just by being out here that yeah. you will never be it. by not being here. Yeah. We're totally true. Totally true. You just, it's just proximity, as you say. Like yeah, you just, like my day three or something, I saw Robert Plant get into a Porsche with a Jamba Juice. <laughs> of course. Mama, mama. <laughs> Was the juice running down his leg? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great sighting. Yeah. That's and, and I mean, the, those things will float you psychologically for six yeah. months because you're not going to see it if you're trying to write, you know, in Houston, Texas. Or but the, Robert Plant probably, even though he looked old then, probably looks so much old, you know, looks totally different now. It's like sure. just underscoring how long we've been there. It's crazy. That's like 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, all right. Well. We got to get to some Twitter questions about the subject. We didn't we didn't make much headway there, but let's let's get into some Twitter questions and then do a top five and then get the boop out of here. <laughs> okay, so let's see. Yes. Um, all right, so from TK four twenty one. Oh, that no. Well, TK four two one. That's the reference to Star Wars when oh. he's talking to him and the thing. He's like TK four two one. Can you do you read me TK four two one? Are you transmitting? Awesome. I like that. So I like this guy already. <laughs> um, okay, so my only frame of reference to life in L.A. is listening to I Love L.A. by Randy Newman. Huh. How accurately do you think living in L.A. is portrayed by this absolute banger? <laughs> I'll say that when, you know, I'd, I'd been away from L.A. for seven or eight months during COVID, and I, I drove back across country. And I queued that up as I pulled off my exit. <laughs> nice. Oh, that's great. Put the windows down. Aww. And it can be that. There, in its best moments, it definitely is that. Now, did you cry at that, at that moment? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Aww, I love it. I love that. That's, a, that's such a good move to cue that up because it's funny. That song is just objectively bad. But there's something about the way that it makes me feel that is very good. Like, that is that. <laughs> it's like what like like some little lizard who's having a great day was like learned to talk for three minutes it's like I'm crawling under cactuses the dry ground he's, the he's lack of a, water he's such an interesting character randy newman because he has all those stupid annoying songs and then he has like the great song from Toy Story, oh. You Got a Friend in Me, which is fantastic. <laughs> and then somehow this sort of schlock, like, uh, you know, kind of campy song guy writes the score of The Natural. He did the score? Yeah, like how, that the, that iconic... Yeah. Bum, 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 bum. Like wow. that's Randy Newman, the guy who's like... Yeah, that's how he wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I think I got what you're looking for. He's... he's ejaculating that's that is like a whole stand-up bit right there it's such a great punchline to in that. 1988 or that's okay hey, for johnny maybe maybe a side character on johnny joke yeah um all right that's very funny so does la live up to that it does i think you're yes. right to say like when you drive back into it to to blast that song triumphantly there's something cool about it yeah. It's so, a handy yes. reminder because it does list 
Nothing ran- outside what he lists reminder. is good. Yes. Yeah. Nothing outside what he lists is good. It's all in there, and it's in yep. a very short, punchy. Yeah. Yes. And box. and you know, I my whole life thought like I would hate L.A. I was sort of brainwashed to hate L.A. Lived in New York for twenty years, brainwashed to hate L.A. I moved to L.A. and I love L.A. It's yeah. like I just I should have done it. Earlier. We love it. Yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> <Nice>. love it. <laughs> um, all right. Next question. Okay. Um, well, Al Nichols Films mm-hmm. is writing us back again, and he wrote, "Writer or U-Haul?" Oh no. See, now, that's a joke question, JC. I'm going to blame you for picking it. I hearted it because By I was the way, being nice. I didn't I want you to pick it. Who gets <laughs> a writer? See, we got an answer. Why would you do that? Yeah, I don't know. It's, Everyone I knows what a U-Haul is. Whatever, Whatever's available. Levi's or Lee Jeans? <laughs> Levi's. <laughs> Levi's, yeah. That's a good comparison. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so this is from Tiz Gen B. Hoist <laughs> up the Gen B sales. Hoist <laughs> up the Gen B sales. Um, oh, okay, so, so, okay, she says, <laughs> first thought, why would anyone not already wealthy want to do that? I guess move to L.A. Maybe right. a job offer, but if a job offer is involved, how much annual salary is really required to live decently, comfortably, and enjoy at least some of the good L.A. has to offer? Well, and we talked about this a little bit earlier. Like, yes, she, she's right in a way. Like, obviously, it's better to come out here with a job in hand. But as Goldie mentioned, any of these jobs like Uber, Instacart, or, you know, working at a, as a waiter, you know, that happens a lot. Like, any of those jobs would pay enough to allow you to live in the Los Angeles area. Not all of Los Angeles is Beverly Hills. You know, I think people think like, well, I can't live in a house with a pool. It's like, well, you won't get one. Right. Like you can live in a shitbox apartment near the 101 and then you don't have to make as much money and you can, you'll be fine. Yeah. It's just your, as Goldie was saying earlier, your want to, your drive. Can yeah. you survive it? Can well, you do practically, it? practically, if you have the car part of your life squared away already... That's gonna make it yeah. a lot easier. Huge, yeah. You Huge. know, even if you have some old Honda, which is very reliable, mm-hmm. then you're gonna be able to get around. You, yeah. you know, if you want one of these sort of types of employment that's car based, you, you've you've already got something to build on. We can build mm. on that. Yeah, we can we can win this thing. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home? isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. 
Yeah. Um, um, all right. Okay. And, you know, there were no more Twitter questions, but Stu had a question. Oh, that's oh. great. Stu said, do you have any regrets from, like, yes. just moving out oh. here to L.A.? Oh, yeah. Like, so many. <laughs> About moving to L.A.? No, not really. I mean... <laughs> I enjoy being out of LA, which I recently, you know, I'm now back east. I enjoy that immensely, but I loved my time in LA and I'll always have fond memories of it and certainly not regret. Moving there was the thing that changed my life and legitimized me as a person, basically. <laughs> like I could have just been floating from, you know, couch to couch in New York forever, never really making it as a stand up and having to decide to like go into advertising or something and instead. I didn't, and I got to do a lot of fun things and, you know, make money doing it. So that L.A. did all that. Awesome. And Goldie? Every potential version of me that doesn't move to L.A. is worse. So no regrets. And usually dead. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And in the sliding doors of your life. Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, that was fun talking about that. Now let's get to the serious matter at hand. We had a, a top five list to do. I hope you all did your homework. Yes, I did my top homework. Top five list to do this week, where we wrap up the show with a top five list of random weird things. This week, it is top five Michaels. That is, <laughs> people with the first name Michael. Top five Michaels. Right. Um, I'll, I'll get us started, because I always feel like mine are just sort of middle of the road. But let's get started. Here. Okay. <laughs> Number five, I don't know why I wanted to go into a Johnny voice. <laughs> Michaels, top five. Um, top five, Michaels. Number five is Michael Douglas. Oh. Ooh. I love Michael Douglas. And and a Jew. Oh. Um, but just to me, to go back to back with uh, Wall Street and uh, Fatal Attraction, that was mm. a, an important, I, that era of my life, I was like, 14 or 15 those movies were great he's awesome i i think he's a great movie star he's not maybe the best actor although he won an oscar for wall street but i think he's a just a better movie star like he's one of those guys when he's in a movie you kind of can't stop watching what he's doing right and yeah so i like i have a i have a uh, michael douglas story from when we wrote for the oscars and we were backstage (laughs) And we, they had us in this little room, of course, and they were no, they didn't want anyone to see us. Yeah, it was like an um, elementary school basement room we were in. Yeah, and yeah. then so I had to to pee, so I walked. I was walking to the bathroom, and um, Catherine Zeta Jones had just performed in the tenth uh, anniversary commemoration of Chicago, which they had for some reason. So unnecessary. <laughs> and so she she walked off stage, and she's like panting. And he's standing in front of the bathroom and in my way. And so I get to witness this encounter that she walks off stage and he looks up at her because he's he's much shorter. And he goes, I'm so fucking proud of you. (laughs) (laughs) And I I was like somehow witness no, to this private moment wait, and i was like excuse me can i get a camera let me let me <laughs> let me correct you slightly because didn't didn't you say that it was something like i respect you so yes much. Yeah. that's what it was yeah. you're right i respect you so fucking much <laughs> yes that's even better oh yeah my God. you're right that that is what better. a moment you are god you're lucky to have seen that um <laughs> All right, number four, and I guarantee this guy won't be on any of your lists. Number four, Michael Winslow. Oh, Michael Winslow was the guy from Police Academy who made the sound effects with his mouth. And honestly, I can't, I don't 
really do it anymore, but as a kid, I would constantly be doing sound effects. I had one of those Casio SK-1 keyboards that you could talk into, and then you could like bend your own notes and stuff. And I was obsessed with trying to do, (laughs) you know, beatboxes and speakers turning on. The helicopter. Was amazing. Oh, oh no, you, you can't do that. Only he can do that. That's that's a Winslow only. But I I love that guy, and I think he deserves to be mentioned. Lovely. Okay, number three, again. Oh, I, and this is where I might cry. Michael J. Fox. Oh, I love Michael J. Fox. I mean, Back to the Future is absolutely <laughs> one of my. You know, it's in my top five for yes, sure. Yes, agreed. Um, fan, and he adds so much to it he's always doing business if you watch the movie he's constantly like almost tripping and falling everywhere he looks he's bumping into people like he's not and i know don't let's not make okay. any jokes about yeah, what i was about today. to say no but he's constantly doing like physical bits of business all the time and you don't even really notice it because you're looking at his face he's like such a handsome like engaging guy and he was oh they're just i just love that guy tall um, my wife worked for NBC and we went to Upfronts one year and Michael J. Fox was there for the NBC Upfront and just kind of at the party. And I got to sh- you know, shake his hand and get a picture with him. And afterwards I cried. Like I, <gasps> oh I, like I was hugging tall and I cried cause I was like, you should post that. I was very emotional about this guy and like just seeing him i know he's you know his physical state is not great and it was just such a weird moment for me i I don't like to analyze emotional he gets very emotional indeed Indeed. (laughs) (laughs) and when when he gets angry um all right and now i i feel bad because when i suggested this list i had to assume that everybody's top two would be some version of the others but okay here we go number two for me michael jackson clearly michael jackson was the best uh, yeah. pop singer performer of all time. I mean, to I me, had him as an asterisk because I wasn't going to put him on the list. Oh, I is that a pun? An asterisk. <laughs> um, <laughs> but to, to that point, like, and I, Goldie, I think I told you this a, a few months ago. I tweeted something very Leno style, like a softball joke about Michael Jackson. Um, that was something like, oh, I just heard the song The Girl Is Mine with Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson. I think looking back, the girl might have been Paul's. <laughs> I was attacked for a week oh, by a rabid, pa- I know, just for the bad joke, I should have been attacked. <laughs> but I was attacked by a rabid, just a, a, right. a huge number of Michael Jackson supporters who just like crazy, almost like they're in QAnon, oh, they where they're just kind supporters. of like, um, he loved women, and you're just so mad that he fucked so many more women than you ever will. And I was just like, I, oh did these God. people for real? And I'm just, and so at first, like the first comment I got, I thought it was just some one random person. So I wrote back to that person, like, you're wrong, you know, you're right, totally didn't love boys' buttholes, you know, and then, like, that turned into a new thing where they kept coming in waves about that, so I, let's get the record straight, I love Michael Jackson, I wasn't there when he did those things to boys' buttholes, (laughs) so I just hear the music, and I like it, and I still listen to it, I don't condone what he did, what he definitely did do, okay, and number one, obviously, Michael Jordan, speaks for himself, Michael Jordan, the best ever, great, love him, handsome superstar he's the tom brady of uh basketball or brady's the michael jordan of football i mean it's just love him so that's easy all right that's my five all right, all right. okay cool. list 
Should yeah, I go? go, or ahead, you JC. go? Okay. All right then. Okay. So my number five, starting with five, is <laughs> Michael McDonald. Mm. Oh. I gave him a look. He was, he was, he would have been, if it had been top 10 Michaels, he would have yeah. for sure made it. He's it, yeah. Ah, too. You remember that, Goldie? That was my bit about yeah. Michael McDonald sneezing. Oh. What? Ah, too. <laughs> Still got it. Did you write that into Family Guy ever? No, that was, That's that perfect. was in my stand up. <laughs> that was what we delivered to Gladys's to like 10 people. I love that. <laughs> that German tourist didn't care. <laughs> okay, number four, Michael J. Fox. Oh, yes, I God also I you. agreed with you on that. <laughs> um, okay, so number three, I I actually didn't have him on the list, and then I realized that my whole like up until I was ten, I had posters of him on the wall. The m- biggest posters you could find was Michael Jackson. Yes, and um, I I hesitated to put him on the list, but he was a huge person to me in my childhood so absolutely I, I, I he's put him great on there. he's amazing i thought you were gonna say michael nesmith i know you're Ooh, a little older the than monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> um okay my number two is michael jordan oh yeah, yeah I i'm intrigued now who could number one yeah be? well so my, number yeah. one well, is not going to be in this is like when a draft ball falls through in the nba it's like <laughs> what and you get tom brady um, <laughs> yes. so for me this michael um, is one of the biggest influences is the reason why I became an audio engineer. Um, and it, it's definitely not going to be on your list, but Bolton? it's no, <laughs> that's great though. Um, he goes by Michael Diamond, Mike D from the Beastie Boys. Oh, that's so, nice. Yeah, is he the, alive or no longer? He's alive. Yeah. Okay, he's, good. He's not gone. Yes. <laughs> So that their record Paul's Boutique is one of yeah. the reasons why I became an audio engineer. That's a nice story. Yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> so. I like that. Rock. Can you guys hear my stomach gurgling? Yeah. Jason, do you hear it? <laughs> I don't hear it. Okay, good. Oh, but I do have one small anecdote about the Beastie Boys. Was, yes. So our first weekend here, we were invited to Mario C's birthday party. And Mario C... He likes was... to keep it clean. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know, he was a producer of the Beastie Boys. So our very first weekend, I'm at a party with Adam... Horowitz. Cool. Nice. And like from the BC Boys. And we were literally like, I guess we were supposed to be here. Like, I, I guess LA is the place where it's like I had the experience of being in Coolio's house. <laughs> right. It's a little better Mario's what you had. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think in retrospect. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So yeah. Meant to be. Meant to be. Love it. Goldish. All right. Here we go. Top, top five Michaels. Number five, I'm going with the author Michael Lewis. Ooh. Uh, Flash Boys, Moneyball. Oh. I just okay. read a book called okay. Losers about the 96 Republican presidential <gasps> candidates. He's awesome. a, a, just a top-notch writer. Cool. Um, That's good. So That's good. Yes, you're, you're smarter. Yes, okay. And, here, and here's where I go against a little bit against the grain because you said we said top five people with the first name, Michael. Oh, but my, okay. my number four is Al Michaels. <gasps> oh, oh, I oh love my. that call. That a lot of, so a many call. memorable moments of our lives. Yes. And I know, like, there's sort of a new revisionist oh, thing where it's like stodgy, Brentwood privilege. Mm-hmm. We would all love to have that life. Oh, oh. God. I do love you, Al Michaels. What's your, what's your, do you have your favorite Michaels call? Like, do, do you, you of, believe in, in miracles? miracles? Come on. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
Yes. The Russians win. <laughs> so good Nothing is possible. Fun. Never try. I've been Al Michaels. Good night. The greatest call. <laughs> you know, I met I met Al Michaels once at at uh, Rich Eisen's birthday party. Whoa. He was there, fiftieth, uh, I believe. And on the way out, I caught him and I said, "Thank you." And this, I thought of this in the moment when it happened. Or seeing the highlights when he said, intercepted by Malcolm Butler. You know, like that from <laughs> yeah. that Super Bowl. And it is so impressive that in that moment, he knew a like a second backup's name like that quickly. Yeah. And I told him on the way out, because I know that's the kind of shit they get off on when people recognize. I'm like, hey, I'm a Patriots fan. I just want to say. It's incredibly impressive that you had yeah. Malcolm Butler. Never heard right. of him till one se- one second right. before that play as their biggest fan. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> totally. And uh, and so he just said like he's like you know it was a last minute uh, studying in the in the truck we <laughs> had to so go cool. over the Nickelback guy. But he was, was such a nice guy in that yeah, moment. Seems I, like I it. think that's a great choice. Yeah, I love um, that choice. Number three, Michael Clayton. <laughs> it's a movie i can turn on at any point I at any time movie. this list yeah. is awesome and like one of the things i always come back to in that movie is when the guy goes insane he just yes. instantly buys a ton of baguettes which is yes. i feel like what i would do yeah it's just like you know what I, there's no rules anymore i'm just gonna eat some great bread and freak out Clooney has never been better than in that movie. Like, so good. He was. I mean, I like him in in all in most too. things that he's yeah. in. But like, he was yeah. particularly great Clune in dog. that. Yes. Um, great choice. Yeah. Uh, number two. Uh, this is a guy who, in my youth, I and I feel like I've gotten a lot from him stylistically, just in terms of being super annoying and turning it into money. Is Mike Wallace. Oh, I'm just going to scream at people. I'm going to hector them. I'm going to be, I'm going to be kind of nasal. I'm going to go after you. I'm going to dig in. Why? (laughs) Why is that? (laughs) What were you doing there? Just being a needle in everyone's thigh. I'm, I'm Mike Wallace. Right. Uh, He, you know, he's a Jew from Brookline. Oh. Oh, and it shows. (laughs) Not at all. And then, uh, so I just, I, he's just, I admire his style. Oh, to, like oh, to not care about yes. what other people think of you. That would well, be nice, he, he, he battled depression, famously. Of course. He yeah. hates himself. Look at how he's going after everyone else. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know who, what he does to himself in his head is like, why did I do that? Why the <laughs> fuck did you say that? Who do you think you are being that person? Why? How, how dare you ask her that question? What is wrong with you? Like, that's Side, his internal monologue. Sidebar, Harry Shearer, when he was on SNL for one season, used to do Mike Wallace a lot. And it was yeah. when he would interview Martin Short, who did that shifty lawyer with the cigarette. <laughs> yeah. firm. But, like, Harry Shearer's Mike Wallace is so fun, underrated and funny. It's like a Phil Hartman type thing yeah. that you don't even notice until you watch it. And you're like, it's great. So try and uh, see that. Yes. And then I just went with Michael Jordan. Yes. Yeah, there you go. But by the way, the you actor. Know what... No. <laughs> <laughs> you know what Michael I'm surprised B. wasn't Jordan. on your list was Michael Scott. <gasps> yeah. Oh. I mean, I, if you're I going Michael you. Clayton, I thought to, you'd have Michael To tell Scott. you the truth, like, you know, sometimes on these lists, I'll go to, to Google and just confirm my ideas, you know, and, yeah, yeah. and maybe get more inspiration. But this one, I decided not to, not to internet cheat. Good. And just went off the top of my head. So that never even occurred to me. Good. Right. Well, you know what? A great list, a great show, 
It was very fun today. Thank fun you times, guys. guys. Thank you for listening. You're not Thank listening you. yet because this isn't anywhere, but you will be soon. Can I give so out the ju- email just because we want yeah, to hear ahead. from people? Yes. A typical disgusting display at gmail.com. A typical disgusting display at gmail.com. Email That's us. Great. Who secured yeah. that? Who secured? Yeah. Was what it our producer? No. 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 It was Goldie. <laughs> Goldie. Um, all right. Thank you, guys. And we'll see you and, and uh, be talking to you next week. Bye. A typical disgusting display at gmail.com.